0: to our Advent renewal series. Today we will be reading the chapter entitled The Justice of God. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? Genesis 18:25. I talk to myself all the time. There's an internal dialogue going on inside my head when I'm around other people. But as soon as I'm on my own, it becomes an external conversation. I confess that I talk out loud to myself. I have to be careful turning the street corners in case someone coming the other way overhears me and decides I'm crazy. Maybe I am. In Genesis 18, God talks to himself. Except of course that with God it's not a monologue, but a trilogue between the three persons of the Trinity. The Lord in human form is visiting Abraham and has just promised Abraham that he will have a son in a year's time. Then God says to himself, or themselves, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? And he continues, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him, so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him, Genesis 18, 18-19. Because of the promise Abraham has just received, he will become a great nation. But not only that, all nations will be blessed through Abraham. The primary way that this will happen is that God's promised Savior will come from the family of Abraham. The offspring of Abraham will save the world. But God highlights another way that Abraham will bless the nations. Abraham's family will reflect the character of the Lord. They will model the righteousness and justice of God. Back in the Garden of Eden, Satan had insinuated that God's rule was tyrannical and corrupt. Satan persuaded humanity that we would be better off without God in charge. In reality, far from being freer, we have become enslaved to sin. Sin crouches at our door, ready to rule us, but the lie of Satan lingers. Indeed, it has become the central myth by which we live our lives. We're persuaded, and so we live in rebellion against God. God is a tyrant, we suppose, and we're better off without him. Abraham's job was to dispel this lie. His ways are to reflect God's ways, and so he would bless the nations in this way. He would show the true nature of God's rule. He would model the justice of God. But is God just? God's justice is immediately thrown into question by his next pronouncement. God is on a mission to examine Sodom and Gomorrah. And their very existence is on the line. So Abraham tests the justice of God. If he is to model it, then he must be confident in it. In an audacious conversation, he questions God's justice. Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? He asks, What if there are 50 righteous peoples in the city? The Lord promises to spare the city if there are 50 righteous people within it. Abraham goes further. What about 45? God will spare the city for the sake of 45 righteous people. The dialogue continues. What about 40? 30? What about 20? What about 10? God says, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. And then the conversation stops. But what about 5? What about 1? We want to ask. But nothing. All we read is, when the Lord has finished, had finished speaking to Abraham, he left, and Abraham returned home. What happens next is that two angels accompanying the Lord go to the city of Sodom. Only Lot, Abraham's nephew, and his family are found to be right with God, and then only because they trust in God. Even their trust has to be urged on them as the angels usher them out of the doomed city. And even then, Lot's wife can't believe it and is caught up in the destruction as she becomes a pillar of salt when she turns back. Nobody righteous is left in the city and God's judgment falls. And so the question remains, will God spare the city for the sake of one righteous person? Two thousand years later, the answer to that question lies in the manger. Jesus comes as the offspring of Abraham. He is the Savior promised from the family of Abraham. He is the one through whom all the nations will be blessed. When John the Baptist is born, Zechariah sings, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. Luke 1 verses 68 through 69. Jesus is the one who perfectly embodies the character of God. In Jesus, we see the goodness of God's reign. He models the righteousness of God and enables God's people to serve God in holiness and righteousness. And then Jesus dies on the cross, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. The just for the unjust. And the question, will God spare the wicked for the sake of one Righteous person? This gets its ultimate answer. Yes. It is answered in a way that goes far beyond anything we might have predicted. Romans 5, verses 18 through 19. Just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners so also through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous where does that leave us we are made righteous right with god through faith alone in christ alone but as a result we're enabled to model the righteousness of god and so bless the nations by dispelling satan's lie the festive season can be a time when we just want to relax put our feet up enjoy some comfort, and look after ourselves for a change. But this Christmas, if you are a parent, will you direct your children and your household to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just? And all of us, will we bless those around us by reflecting the character of God and modeling the goodness of His reign? Our prayer for today is this. Inspire and strengthen us by your Holy Spirit, O Lord God, to seek your will and uphold your honor in all things, in purity and joy in our homes, in the trust and fellowship of our common life, in daily service of the good, after the pattern and in the power of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.